When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up? Welcome in. Happy Wednesday on the CHGO Bears podcast. My name is Adam Hogue alongside Nicholas Moriano today. What's up, Nick? Nothing much. Adam, how are you? I'm great. The CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Or should I call you Nick Marino? Yeah, and if you didn't listen to the Hogan Johns <laughs> podcast yet from yesterday's episode, they had uh, Brad Spielberger on there. Great guy. And he is. I met him for the first time in Indy. Definitely six foot eight. Um, I'd never met him. But, but yeah. A Marino. So Adam Johns. Um, he blew it. He just ruined your name, and now it's Marino. And yeah, now my, my dad listened to it yesterday. He's like, "What's up with those Adams? They're they're funny." But between Nick Moriano, Nick Moreau, and Nick Marino, I am just totally confused who anybody is. I don't even know who I am anymore, or how tall. That's another thing. Oh, so uh, Lawrence, we have the graphic or the the tweet. So we're gonna bring that up real quick, Adam. This was uh, oh wow, you guys prepped for this. We did so. We had uh, one of our, our listeners here, Keith, just finished listening to the, the Hogan Johns podcast. And, you know, pretty early on in the show, mm-hmm. says 73 inches tall. And you said your, your dad called you. Oh, yeah. I got a phone call from him along with the 100 tweets. <laughs> you know, you just can't misspeak anymore in this world. Everybody calls you out for it. I mean, it's just it, you have to be perfect. I'm surprised you didn't get canceled. I'm, I feel like <laughs> I am being canceled now. You guys got graphics ready? You know, well. I, I, I was saying, like, we need to bring in the measuring tape now. Yeah. Like, Olin's going to be in here tomorrow, and he was the one who said something at first on we that, might. I think, Monday show? Or I, I have to say, now, I, this has gotten to the point where I am actually confused. <laughs> we don't know who I am, if I'm about <laughs> how tall you are. If it was 73 inches or 75. Mm. Well, I guess we're going to find out tomorrow, because yeah, I'm bringing we'll the measuring out. tape. That's happening. So I'm going to split the difference and say I'm a legit 6'2". Can I just concede that? Say it now because we'll know tomorrow. And then maybe we should set the. Maybe we need to do an over under on this. <laughs> there we oh, go. Yeah, Deuce. we'll see if points, but can uh, hook that up. For what, us. Are, what are people in the <laughs> chat saying? I mean, I wonder if they'll chime in at some point. But well, nobody believed yesterday that I ever dunked in my life. Which that one I will fight till my death. <laughs> it's just frustrating because there's no way I can prove it now at the almost thirty six years old. When there, you know, what weren't iPhones back when it happened. But that's okay. Um, it's all right, Adam. Whatever. Whatever. We'll get answers, though. Wait, we'll you don't answer. have, like, some camcorder footage? 
No, I don't. Sorry. I wasn't carrying camcorders around with me at the University of Wisconsin in 2004. Okay. There's no Blu-ray. Maybe I should have. Laserdisc. <laughs> Blu-rays. Blu-rays just never worked, huh? No. Mm. Just what a waste of time that was. I see the comment right here, 8-Hour Vibes. Um, so Dan Marino, which was also mentioned on the podcast. That's and, my, your, and your uncle. Yes. Um, my, my brother's name is Dan, and they used to call him Dan Marino all the time because okay. not a lot of people said Moriano right, but <laughs> it happens. Including Adam Johnson. <laughs> including Adam Apparently. Johnson. Uh, well, I guess speaking of uh, connections to The Athletic, which is where Adam Johns works, we're going to have his uh, co-worker and partner on. Kevin Fishbane will join the show today. Um, he had a sit-down with Ryan Poles last week at the uh, owners' meetings and had a good story that came out yesterday. So we're going to have him on to talk about some of that here in a little bit. Um, so welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Hogue, it's all good, Shorty. Thank you. Thank if you. he's short, then I don't even want to know what I am. Though. Right, I'm going like, to say, let's, like, no, like regardless, short. I'm still pretty tall. Yeah. We're, we're, whatever we're haggling over here, <laughs> I, I still feel pretty <laughs> solid about my height, whatever it is. I am not 6'8", though, like Brad Spielberger. I, I don't even think I'd want to be like, I already yeah. have, I already have height issues. Like I, I cannot sit on airplanes oh, unless right. I get like the main cabin extra, mm -hmm. like the extra two, two inches of room. Like, and, you know, everybody can use an extra two inches here and there. Right. But especially <laughs> on the airplane. And, um, if I get stuck back in coach without that, it's just, the Oh, most that's gotta be awful. Thing. I have a, a friend who's six foot eight, like 320 pounds. Yeah. And like, Yes, there. He can't even go on roller coasters at Six Flags. Like it's, he's just not allowed. There's like a limit. So, I, I mean, obviously, I don't know about those issues, but yeah, yeah the, you, you run into things like that. Josh, what's up, man? We see you. Welcome into the show for the first time. Appreciate you. Uh, and we want to also mention that uh, for those of you that watch every day, these shows are free. You should be checking out all of our shows on the CHGO network. But um, <laughs> eight hour vibes. What? Hogan's five one. Nick oh, Marino again is four eleven. Olin Krutz earns fifteen dollars an hour. Just facts. <laughs> Everything there is factual. I think. Um, yep. So at noon today, right after this show for our members. So this is good. If you if you watch every day, we appreciate you. But if you want to go into allchgo.com, get the memberships that we talk about. You can do that through points bet. Get that deal, um, which we'll tell you more about here in a minute. Uh, and also get the free T-shirt when you sign up, all that. If you haven't done it already, now's a good time to do it because as soon as we're done here at noon, I'm going to jump on the Discord, the CHGO Lounge that we've been telling you about, and do uh, a chat with uh, our members up there. So that will continue on at noon today. So I'll give you some time to sign up if you haven't already done that. But what we want to talk about today to start the show before we bring Kevin Fishbane in, here's a fun topic. The worst free agent <laughs> signings. <laughs> and, so and pickups that you can remember, and this is a uh, this is a long list that, that we can go through. Yeah, I don't know how I even thought of the idea, but it's like you know we've been talking about again the Bears haven't done much in free agency. And then my wa mind just wandered like, what are the, some of the worst free agent signings? Yeah. And as you, if you've seen the graphic, like Mike Lennon's on there. I think that's you know that's where I kind of want to start this this conversation. With some of the worst free agent signings, a guy that played four games for the Bears, four touchdowns, five interceptions, the contract itself, three years, $45 million. Then you're, you're forced to play a Mitchell Trubisky where I, that wasn't the Bears' plan, but just seeing how he was played and then just seeing, like, they just couldn't go on with Mike Glennon. Like, that was the first guy that I immediately thought of, but 
I know you have an interesting one here, Adam. Well, and if you uh, want to chime in on the comments, we'll For definitely sure. pop those up because we want to hear what our listeners and viewers have to say on this. So you're rolling with Mike Glennon. I'm going to roll with Andy Dalton. Okay. Oh, there's another one. Jared Allen. Jared, I, he made my list. Yeah, he made Jared my list. Allen. Yeah, partially, though, they, like, they didn't do Jared Allen any favors by no. switching the scheme on him. And he was definitely a 4-3. And he was supposed to replace Julius Peppers. It's like, come yeah, on. That's tough. Um, but the reason I'm going to roll with Andy Dalton, who's obviously a better quarterback than Mike Glennon, is because you already made that mistake once. <laughs> Why did you do it again? Like, there was, What? Why? You, and to make it even worse, you already had Nick Foles on the roster when you signed Andy Dalton. Like, it was just a completely redundant signing that made no sense even before they drafted Justin Fields. And this isn't really anything against Andy Dalton, who I still think is a very mm-hmm. good backup quarterback and a guy that you can definitely throw in there and start. Uh, somebody who, honestly, if they were to trade Nick Foles, would be... A better backup. Oh, like, he'd be sure. a good yeah, backup option for the Bears. But the point is, they signed him to be the starter. They gave him $10 million guaranteed when nobody else was. Like, they just... I guess the only good thing is that it was only a one-year deal compared mm-hmm. to the contract they gave Mike Glennon. But it's like, how could you repeat that mistake? Like, that's why I think it's actually worse than the Mike Glennon signing, even though the results were better because Glennon was just horrible. I'll add to this. And the Bears had all this hype around Russell Wilson... And then you land, you know, an Andy Dolan. So it's like you go from this high that the Bears fans were, you know, riding for a bit. And then Andy Dalton signing, you're just immediately down here again. It's like, uh, and then obviously, I mean, like you said, he did not obviously play as bad yeah. as, as a Mike Lennon. He was a really good teammate to Justin Fields, too. But going into, like, why they made the signing, I, I see exactly where you're coming from, Adam. Yeah, some people mentioning Nick Foles, as Jordan points out there. I don't... I hate the Nick Foles signing. Like they had to do something to bring in competition for yeah. Mitch Trubisky to push him. Um, you, did, you don't want to give up draft picks. It wasn't a ton though. I I understood why the Nick Foles. What about him. the money? What didn't wasn't he like uh, fully guaranteed money or something? Yeah, but it's like if even if you look at what his contract is right now, like it's in the range of backup quarterbacks that you would pay it 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 seems like a lot but in the quarterback market it's it's actually relatively affordable so the and Nick Foles can still play I I I don't have a problem with that um I see Lamar Houston's name in the comments that's a pretty good one I'll never forget how he you know tore his ACL second Jimmy Garoppolo in like a blowout game where the Patriots were up 50 to whatever it was and you know he does his little yeah. Sack celebration, like well, yesterday we did one shining moment. Like whatever the opposite of that, that would be Lamar Houston because exactly. the one moment you remember him for in Chicago is tearing his ACL, celebrating a sack when they were getting blown out. Like, is there anything worse than that? I don't, I don't think so. Another guy that I did an honorable mention, I guess, in this category here, Roy Williams, a guy that signed in late July of 2011, and I think wh- why the Bears wanted to bring him in. Uh, he had a connection to Mike Martz, who was OC in Detroit in 2006. And this is a former number seven overall pick. But what I remember from Roy Williams, Adam, is like every time, or very the minimal times he made first down catches because he was either dropping the ball or, you know, just wasn't very productive with the Bears, he did this little first down signal. And once he did that, that's all you heard from Roy Williams. That was literally it. He did the first down, and then you knew to check out. 
Like Roy Williams, you weren't going to see anything else in terms of catches. And, of course, like touchdowns like in his Bears career, 37 receptions, 507 yards, two touchdowns. But I just remember as being a young Bears fan, like, God, whenever he did this little first down signal, that was it. Yeah. That was. You don't get to do the first down signal unless you do it regularly. Exactly. You know, and you had way too many (laughs) drops to be doing that. Like, that's what I remember Roy Williams for is all the drops. Um, Who was the wide receiver this year? That did that, like, as the clock was winding down. Was that Justin Jefferson, actually? Uh, was it? Was it no, the Vikings-Steelers uh, game I'm thinking of? Why? No, no. Uh, no, it wasn't. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Uh, Notre oh, Dame. it was Juju. No, no. The other uh The... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Why uh, am I blinking as... Uh, Claypool? Yeah. Chase, Claypool. Chase Claypool. Claypool. There Chase Claypool. Claypool. You're right. He was the one... But it was that game I'm thinking of. That's why I was thinking it was the Vikings-Steelers game. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was that game. That was a primetime game. Um, and yeah, the clock's running down and he's on his knee doing first down signals. No, the and it's situation. like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. Okay. And another name that we absolutely have to bring up is Cody Parkey. Yeah. You, you, because you, you first, like the results were terrible, cost you a playoff win, but also it was unnecessary money to a kicker mm-hmm. like as you've seen yeah. you can find kickers like you don't want to be in that endless search for kickers but you also don't have to pay them huge money unless you know what you have already exactly like, that was a stretch it was a bad contract the results were horrible i mean that's got to be up there for sure i with- saw in the comments there was it was um trey burton jimmy graham what about Deion Sims? If we're talking about tight ends here, mm. a guy that oh man, I the guy Ryan Mays once singled out as the most improved player in the offseason. <sighs> a three-year, eighteen million dollar contract. He caught fifteen passes for one hundred and eighty yards, one touchdown, twenty seventeen, and then going into uh, next year, targeted four times, twenty eighteen before landing on injured reserve with a concussion after eight games. So, Deion Sims, like yes, the other like. I see where people are still, like, with Trey Burden never recovering from or that playoff game, didn't get to play in it, and never really was the same. But, man, Deion Sims is, is, I think, way worse in terms of what he, again, what Adam just said about him being improved and what he actually did, like a Deion Sims, very forgettable player for the Bears. Yeah. So this, uh, there's plenty of options. Pernell McPhee, Geno Hayes. Wow. Yeah. So Throwback. <laughs> By the way, I was wrong. I, I Enrique in the chat corrected me. Foles, of course, was a trade. That's my bad. Yeah, that yeah. Not that. Sure. But no, but they did They did redo his deal, I think, mm-hmm. when they traded for him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they did. So it was kind of both. You know, free agent okay. signs, pick up however you want to yeah. phrase it. But yeah, forgettable names. <laughs> All those guys uh, for the Bears. Yeah, and if you have any more, you can chime in and... Um, Go down memory lane a little bit. Yeah, because there's there's plenty. Uh, you know, a lot, how about Orlando Pace? That's another one. I I Orlando Pace is was before I started covering the team. Like right before, I don't remember the money that was involved in it, because that's part of this discussion. Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna take flyers on guys, remember when they had San Antonio Holmes? Like for, yeah, a, for minute, a hot like, minute, <laughs> like, but that's okay. That doesn't mm-hmm. hurt you. You know, you have guys where you can get out of the deals. Like Marcus Wheaton, remember oh, him? Yeah. But again, not a huge contract. Just didn't work out. I mean, there's just, just a long list of signings. That uh, was that all like the 2017 class. Now that I'm thinking, like Wheaton, Sims, 
Yes. Glennon, like, oh, man. They had a safety in there, too, which I'm, I'm blanking. Well, Antrell Roll. Antrell, yeah. I, I don't think- know if that was the same year, but they signed him at one point. Ryan Mundy might be the one oh, you're, yeah. you're thinking of that, that year. How about uh, <laughs> just looking, going down memory lane here? Uh, the Bears had Sam Hurd. <laughs> we all know what kind of happened with him and the whole. Yep. I think he was trying to sell Brandon Manumanale Una. Oh. Uh, I think that. that was the year Julius Peppers, they had a <laughs> big press conference that was t- to announce Julius Peppers, but they also had <laughs> Brandon Manumanale Una <laughs> and Chester Taylor at the press conference. Yes. Like yeah. they had all three of them up there. And obviously yeah. the and, uh, was on a little and bit I want to say was Manu Maleuna basically the Mike Martz guy they wanted to replace Greg Olson. Oh, well, oof, yeah, oof is right. You don't need pass catching tight ends. You just need guys that can block. It's like okay, well then Molly just Maleuna. sign an extra left tackle then, okay, <laughs> and put and then go into the uh, Bradley Sowell, uh, you know, heavy formation. There you go. You know. Quinn Demps maybe. We we named all these safeties, but that I think sounds. I barely even remember Quentin Dempson. It was only a few years ago. Yeah, same here. Like that's <laughs> why we didn't name him initially. We just forgotten forgotten bears and worst free agent signings. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, it's uh, I don't know if that was fun. I don't necessarily <laughs> wouldn't go that route, but uh, it is kind of fun to to look back at some of the random names in Bears history that have definitely not worked out. But, hey, I want to tell you the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up, and if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it, because if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. So that's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com. They'll take care of you. Uh, If you have any problems, any questions, anything like that, that is the email address to... Uh, send an email to for your home, uh, your home for in live in play betting just got even better because points bet has a new feature called the live NBA same game parlay for the first time ever. You can build the perfect live NBA same game parlay only with points bet combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. If you want more, you can also boost your live games, same live game parlays uh, watch live. Parlay live, boost live with points bet. That's a lot of lives. Mm-hmm. It a is a lot, lot of lives. lives right there. You're like a cat. What was that? You're like a cat. Nine lives. I yeah. was going to say that, but I'm, I knew you would. Love That's why I'm here. Yep. I'm so fast. <laughs> <laughs> now, also online like sign up is available in Illinois. Download the points bet app right now. Register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. Even a cat could do it. Mm. I don't know that. I don't know they that, that part might not be true, but maybe if you have a really smart cat. Uh, so what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call one 4700 All right, I got a question for everybody in the chat, people in the studio. Do you want to start your day with a competitive edge? Yes. Anybody? All right, we got one. Here's how you can do that, Lawrence. Strava, CBD. Coffee's a game changer. Dude, that, that's why I'm so fast that I already had mine. 
See, there we yeah. go. We're off to the run up a nice pot. Here. Delicious. <laughs> well, it's helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad spectrum CBD. And just so you know, CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry. So if you're concerned, but it does offer real benefits that can help you like feeling alert and focused without the jitters living your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so you wake up feeling at your best. And the best part about all of this, Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh, and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use code CHGO25 at checkout. Discount coupon valid on non-description purchases only, one use per customer. And already love Strava? Subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava, you are in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. Boom. Great job. Thank you. Good job, Nick Marino. (laughs) Fantastic. All right, Kevin Fishbane, our guy, the fish man we call him, is joining us now on the CHGO Bears podcast. Kev, I just wanted uh, to be put on record that I wore this North, Northwestern sweatshirt for you out of respect to you. Oh. And Nick came in with an Iowa Hawkeyes shirt. So I just, I just, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be respectful. Obviously, he is not. Uh, well, I appreciate that. I saw the sweatshirt and I was like, oh, great. I'm joining the show on Northwestern sweatshirt day for Hogue in the rotation, the sweatshirt rotation. And, you know, Nick, like, I don't know if I, disappointed is not the right word. Iowa's had the Cats number the past year, um, but we can go through the past decade plus and, 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 you know, I think Northwestern's held its own. The point is, I'm glad there's not an Ohio State person up there because I, I, I'd have nothing to say. Yeah, I know. Well, Adam wore something Wisconsin yesterday, so I had to wear Iowa today to kind of offset it, like, throughout the week because we can't That's have fair. too much Wisconsin here on this podcast. Northwestern, 2-0 and at Kinnick Stadium with Adam Hogue on the sidelines. Just throwing that out there. We got to get Adam Hogue off the sidelines. That's what I'm basically here. <laughs> ben Skoranek, great touchdown catch in the corner of the end zone. If, if you're Kevin, not if you're Nick. Yeah. But it was. Mm-hmm. Not so much a great catch in the Super Bowl, though, uh, for the Rams. <laughs> but, hey, what are you, you going to do? Kev, thanks for joining us. Uh, you had a great story, a chance to com- uh, have a conversation with Ryan Poles down in Florida last week. And, um, you know, we had a good uh, 72 hours in Florida. Was it 72 hours? I don't even know if it was 72 hours. But uh, we had some nice – we were able to share some nice Uber rides as the sun was rising over the Atlantic Ocean. It must be nice. Must be nice because that was not happening here. <laughs> it, it was. It was very nice. We got the the sun rising to our right, and you had twenty five million dollar mansions to our left. It was a very oh. scenic. It was about as scenic as an Uber drive as you're going to get. And and Mar-a-Lago <laughs> to your left. <laughs> so that, you had this, too. you know, 
two different perspectives going on there, <laughs> uh, depending on which direction you were looking at. Uh, but you did have a nice story here with with Ryan Poles and a chance to sit down with him. Well, I guess before we get into some of the details here, what was what was your biggest takeaway from your conversation with Ryan Poles last week? I think the the quote that stood out to me, because I think like the whole theme of everything we've all been doing the past two weeks is this patience, right? Like we're kind of trying to understand what his plan is, what they're doing, why they're doing it. And and my biggest takeaway was his kind of candor about how the Bears have failed to be consistent. You know, he said that you know the Bears you have this one good season and then they're either average or below average. And he said he called that unacceptable, which is true. And like this is somebody coming from a team that's made the playoffs seven years in a row and the bears haven't made it in two years in a row, as you guys know, and since Oh five Oh six. So the, I thought, you know, it, we've learned over the past couple months about Ryan Poles' candor about the roster when he interviewed and we've seen um, reflections of what he thought about it. So I think just his understanding of that, he really wants to build something that lasts uh, was probably a big takeaway. Now, of course, as we all know, we don't know if his plan is going to work, uh, but it was interesting to just to get that kind of background that he's kind of thinking about that as he's going about this. Kevin, when you heard Ryan Poles say that for the scouts, they were told to add a trait to their list, and that trait being resilience, I guess when you heard that initially, just what were your, your, your thoughts about it? Well, Nick, I thought about the guys he's brought in in free agency and he mentioned that too you know a bunch of undrafted guys um guys who have had injuries uh you know it's and i don't think i don't think i put this in the story but he also said he goes obviously playmakers we're looking for speed we're looking for all the athleticism traits but you know he likes the idea of a guy that has gone through something and now i i think we'll learn next you know later this month what that could look like you know this you know one thing that's going to be interesting and i'm curious your guys thought on this is you know ryan pace really avoided guys with character red flags and, and ryan poles might do the same we don't know um but when you talk when you when you hear him describe resilience you know that that's something that's kind of uh, maybe he's more open to players like that you know we don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing yet because obviously all a case-by-case basis um, but guys who had injuries guys who lost their job starting job and came back so I think it's you know he's really trying to build this quote-unquote culture and we've seen it with some of the guys he brought in he wants draft prospects to also have displayed you know I, I guess he doesn't want guys who have had to coast he wants guys that have had to really work for something because then when they get here it's the, the 2022 Bears are not going to be coasting anywhere, right? So he's going to need guys that are going to be ready to join this team and join a team that's going to go through something. They're going to go through some challenges. Yeah, I, you know, did you get a sense though for because you mentioned that the scouts were actually told to add that resilience trait to their list of things they're, they're looking for? Um, like, do, do you? How do they define that resilience? Is it just like, okay, they haven't had it easy? Um, because, like, you could still technically have first-round picks who have been some through, through mm-hmm. some some tough things. I'm just curious, like, what they're actually looking for when it comes to that resiliency. Yeah, I think, I think the question I specifically asked him is, you know, what is something you want your scouts to look for that's like a Ryan Poles thing? Like, what's something that, that reflects what you want – and it's possible that the scouts have always valued guys who have resilience. Um, so maybe for some of these scouts, they didn't have to add it necessarily, but it, but it's something he's 
he's focused on. You're right, Hoke. I mean, they're, they're look, how many times have we heard a player who's one of the best players in the world talk about adversity, right? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, we hear about it all the time, you know, where he dropped, where he slipped in the draft. Even guys who are number one picks, that they, you know, look, the whole, the entire Last Dance documentary was about how the greatest player who ever played the game found reasons to create obstacles for himself and create adversity for himself. So you're right. I, I do think that resilience can come in a lot of different forms um, for some of these guys. Uh, it, and it also could reflect the fact that they don't have a first round pick, that they're going to be looking for like they're really if Ryan Poles is going to build this thing the way he you know, presumably wants to, he's going to need fifth round picks that hit. He's going to need to find a sixth rounder that hits. And maybe you're better off looking for a guy that has proven that they can overcome something, whatever that is, um, and, and that that guy might project better uh, than, you know, somebody else. Like, because those are the players that he's probably going to be focused on later this month. Kevin, was it refreshing to hear Ryan Poles basically state that we want to have this longevity for the Bears, where it doesn't have to be a quick turnaround, where we're not looking to just, again, do this fix this roster in a year or two. It's like we want to have sustained success. Was that maybe just refreshing to hear from a Bears general manager? Uh, yeah, I think so. You know, it's funny, Nick, because I think every general manager wants that, says it, um, but it's so hard to do it. You know, I, 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 we're going to be comparing the Vikings and Bears strategies this offseason for the next couple of years, right? Because it's, it's obviously been very different with two first-time GMs, first-time head coaches uh, with those teams. There's, I, I don't know if you guys have seen this. I've seen a little bit of revisionist history about Ryan Pace. Like when Ryan Pace got here, this is what he wanted to do. Also, you know, he now he started. What when did he start like trading picks? You know, trade. I guess he started trading up pretty quickly. Um, you know, he traded up for like it started with Mitch, right? And then yeah, he Mitch followed, was the big one. And then it was Khalil Mack, and then a yeah. trickle down effect. Yeah, because like, at know, first he was he would trade it back a few times. I mean, the Cody Whitehair was a trade back, but when when all the dust settled, he was involved in a lot of draft trades, and I, I want to say like seventy five percent of them were trading up, not back. Yes, I, and the other the big difference too, if you look at the twenty fifteen free agent hall, he added two guys in their thirties. You know, Antro Roll and Eddie Royal. We're not seeing that with Ryan Poles, but I do think it it, it you know Pace started making these financial splurges. Once they had that taste of success, kind of, and, and, you know, because the Mike Lennon thing, like, I don't know, it didn't impact their cap, really. Like, they were fine. Like, they could afford it. It was obviously it was a stupid <laughs> move, but, you know, it wasn't like it was it wasn't like they like didn't have the space to do it. But I'm going down a little tangent. The point is, like, what Ryan Poles is doing, I think all GMs want to do is just easier said than done. And, you know, and as I said earlier, like, this might not work. And the other thing, too, what I think is very possible guys is next off season. It's like all in, right? Yeah. They're going to have all this cap space. They're going to have a, you know, a first round pick back. They're going to know exactly what they have in Justin Fields. They're going to know they only have another maybe year or two before they have to give him a new contract. And they've seen what's going on around the league. So maybe what the bears do next year. And then suddenly we're being like, well, they're not so patient anymore, but maybe they just needed this time to get a couple guys to, fill some spots, maybe resign the guys who turn out to be good. And the next year, suddenly we're not talking about patience anymore. We're talking about a team that knows that their window is closing because that's how fast it goes in the NFL. 
By the way, another reason we, Kev, you weren't here earlier, but you may have been watching, but we were talking about the worst free agent signings, and I went with Andy yes. Dalton over Mike Glennon. And another, like you just said, the Glennon signing didn't really hurt the cap. Last year, they didn't have any cap space. <laughs> so that's another reason why the Andy Dalton signing was so bad. Like they had to get rid of other players like Charles Leno and or Kyle Fuller that, that could have helped for a redundant quarterback they didn't need. It's just another. Yeah, when they had already I, made always, the Mike Glennon sign. I don't know. It's it's not my money. They want to spend on Mike Glennon and have the <laughs> cap space. Like, by all means. Hey, if Jordan Howard catches that pass in week one, the Bears could have been two and two. Yeah, but you're relying so on Jordan Howard to catch passes. <laughs> That's where so. Um, <laughs> what, what am I doing? What am I doing trying to defend Mike Glennon? What am I? I don't. You guys kind of look the same. That's probably what it <laughs> yeah, is. I guess. So yeah. <laughs> we had that. We had that moment. <laughs> I'll tweet it out later. I still have that photo. It's one of my favorites. Um, all right. The uh, I want to go to the window you're talking about, and this is one of the reasons why. Like I think we all agree the Bears aren't going to be great this year. But anybody who's expecting this to be a long rebuild for the point that you just brought up, Kevin. Like, the window's going to start closing on Justin Fields' rookie contract. Whether they're paying Roquan Smith or not, um, you know, his contract is going to go up. Jalen Johnson's already going into year three if he turns out to be a guy that you want to pay. The point being that you are going to start running out of time here for some of these big contracts that you're going to have to hand out to your own players. Um, And so, yeah, with the cap spaces they're going to have a year from now, you think that they start – going for a little bit, but a lot of that will depend, I think, on how some of these younger players, you know, the one thing about last year's draft class, they did end up with a lot of picks. And so there are a handful of guys like Tevin Jenkins, Larry Borum, Khalil Herbert, Daz Newsome, um, Thomas Graham, like Kyrus Tonga, who I don't know if he's going to fit in the scheme or not, but there, there, there is like kind of a good group there that maybe if three or four of them take a jump this year, that could help accelerate things a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a big like let's see what we have season, which isn't fun. It doesn't sell, you know, get get Bears fans excited necessarily, and it doesn't have to be that if Justin Fields is outstanding and if their second round picks turn out to be great as rookies. And if, you know, Justin Jones and Al-Kadi Muhammad are really good up front, like, like there are ways, you know, I, I, I always want to avoid the Bengals comparison, but obviously it's the NFL, like things can happen. But I, I feel like when they got here, you had no first round pick, you have a bad roster, you have an old roster, you don't have a lot of cap space, like, you know, what the Dolphins are like, so the Dolphins don't know what they have in Tua. So they decided to go, let's go get a bunch of guys. And this is kind of last chance for Tua. That's the way I kind of read what's going on in Miami. And they put those guys together, and they'll see what they have in Tua. I don't think the Bears can they, – they didn't have the money or the draft picks to do that if they wanted to. And even if like, – like I was thinking about this yesterday, right? If the Bears splurged and traded, you know, their 2023 first-round pick for one of these wide receivers, right, and decided to spend big money on Teron Armstead, like – is this, is, does that make the 2022 Bears a, like a Super Bowl contender? Does it make them – are they going to beat the Packers? Like, I don't I don't know. Like, I just well, think, I just don't think – I think they were just stuck this year. Yeah, and also to your point, I don't know if it makes the 2023 Bears that much better if then you're taking right. away a first-round pick a year from now. Um, so, I 
yes, to your point, like, while I do think they needed, and they still do need, at least one stud on that offensive line, um, yeah. I can see the other side of it where the patient, certainly can see the other side of it where the patient's, because you just you're just not one or two players away. You're a lot of players away. You know, just to play. Yeah, I, I, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Just to play devil's advocate real quick. Like maybe like a guy Toronto Armstead doesn't make the Bears competitive, but does he help give you the best advantage to see a Justin Fields, a proper evaluation of Justin Fields, so that when you go into 2023 you kind of have a better understanding of what you're going to get. And I, mean, I guess my question for you, Kevin, like with what the Bears have done so far offensively, Equinemius St. Brown, Pringle, Lucas Patrick, guys like that, how, how would you kind of assess what, what this offseason has done to get the evaluation that you want to see from a Justin Fields? You know, Nick, for an Iowa fan, that's a great point, too. Because <laughs> like, I've, 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 I think left tackle – Offensive line, that is the one spot where I'm like, I sh- they should add somebody. Because the thing is, is, even if you, like, I don't know what they think of Tevin Jenkins, Larry Borum. And if they want, if they have somebody in the second round they love, you have no idea if that guy's going to be good. Like, we all have seen how hard it is to make that transition. So, like, go find somebody that you know you can, go find your Jason Peters, right? Like, go find somebody like that. Um, I guess you can't find anybody like Jason Peters, but I, I am kind of surprised they have not done that just so somebody that can fortify the position and maybe that guy only starts eight games and then Tevin Jenkins or Larry Borum takes over at some point so that I, I am a little surprised by that but yeah I mean like the the base question of like have they done enough around Justin Fields no um but I, I again it's just like it's hard you know and, and it, it's it's hard for me to look at the wide receivers and think like this guy would have been the difference like he would have been the type of difference maker he would have made them better he would have been an upgrade over who they have um like there's still a ton of receivers available too like i, I like I, it's funny because we're we're in this dead period of free agency but you know they could i'm just throwing this out there like nobody's signed jarvis landry yet right like there, there are still you know cole beasley say what you will about him is still available like there, there's still guys that are like more than serviceable receivers. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I think it's, it's interesting to see, and, and they touched on this last week in Florida, like they're essentially telling us, right. That the scheme last year was awful. And, and they really believe in Luke Getze and they really want to see what feels like the own individual year two growth. That's kind of natural. My colleague, Adam Jones wrote about this, uh, today for the athletic like that's kind of what they're relying on and maybe that's wrong like we'll, we'll obviously find out come september um but yeah like you, you'd like to see just more weapons more people around fields but i just i just felt like they were just really limited wait john's wrote about the quarterback he did <laughs> oh i didn't know yeah. he did that oh no he i did one see a week that. one quarterback story a week <laughs> I did see that today. People should check it out on The Athletic. Um, you also had a story where you kind of you did a joint story with Daniel Popper, who covers the uh, Chargers, about the Khalil Mack trade. What did you guys sort out with that? I think the, the thing that came up was just how Khalil Mack is the symbol for franchises in different directions. Like he was in 2018 and he was again, like he was perfect for what the chargers want. He's like, you have the Brandon Staley connection. Um, and you, and, and hearing 
Staley talk at the owners means about like you there's not a guessing game with Khalil Mack. Brandon Staley knows exactly what he's going to get from a healthy Khalil Mack. You know, the healthy part is obviously a, a very important part of the equation. Um, and then you have a Bears team that they had to get another draft pick. And like this was their time to move somebody like him. You get the cap space, you get the draft pick. Um, it's just one of those things that for Ryan Poles, he said it. He kind of he told me it kind of kicked off what they're trying to do. And then for Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley, it for them kicked off, you know, because after Khalil Mack came, JC Jackson, you know, kicked off what they're trying to do with their defense to say like they're kind of going all in. So it, it was interesting to kind of get two teams who were both thrilled with how it turned out kind of recap why and just like they they found you know they, they found this kind of common ground um and then here's Khalil Mack just this trade ship it's funny too guys can we talk about how much we devalue defense nobody talks about the Khalil Mack trade like you know and like Devonta Adams Tyreek Hill Russ Wilson and, and again for good I, I understand it but it's funny when you go through like the craziest march in NFL history the Khalil Mack story is completely uh ignored for the most part. And and he if he's healthy, he could be a big reason why the Chargers are Super Bowl contenders. That's a good point. Yeah, and you're right. <laughs> the Mac the Mac buzz was like twenty four hours and then it just basically Died. disappeared across the NFL. And certainly last week in uh in Florida it was a big story if you went over by Brandon Staley and in that conversation there, but for the most part, no like in NFL circles, no one was talking about the Mac trade compared to um some of the other deals that have been going on there. So, uh, Kev, thanks so much. Also, Sorry, go ahead. Say, it did take my attention away from Iowa beating Northwestern the Big Ten tournament. Uh, yes. It See, just happened. I was very annoyed about the state of the basketball program. And then as I'm trying to sort through it, boom, Cleo Mack traded, couldn't move on. You know, so that thanks, we, did, Nick. we did have one Northwestern question for you. Um, cool. Because Jordan wanted to know, can we get a take from Kevin on how he felt when he found out Brandon Joseph transferred from Northwestern to go join Marcus Freeman and be a, a Golden Domer? <sighs> Jordan. That I mean. was tough. <laughs> I, mean, listen, I, I appreciate everything Brandon Joseph did for Northwestern, and I believe you know he obviously sees this as what's best for his NFL or NIL, whatever, um, chances and I'll be rooting for him. Probably the only person on Notre Dame I'll be rooting for. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, listen, Northwestern is two and zero in South Bend in the last thirty years, so they've got that going for them. That's a good which point. Which is nice. Yeah, Did not know that. That's a good point. Do they play again anytime soon? I assume Notre Dame's ducking them. So Ooh. nothing on the side. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. We're not we're not talking about what happened at Ryan Field in twenty eighteen. I'm only talking about what happened in South Bend. <laughs> 2014. No, yeah, I don't, even, I don't even remember Bears, that game in Evanston. Yeah, current Bears backup quarterback played a big role in that one. Mm, yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah. In Sim oh, wait, the one. Uh, I thought you were talking about the one in Evanston. Yeah, yeah. the one. In, no, remember, yeah. we're not. We're not talking about the one. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. I forgot, about, yeah. I, I forgot about that. I don't. I can't remember the name of that Notre Dame quarterback. That's. Nah. I think on the Saints now. Yeah. 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 Maybe. They don't even, don't even yeah. need to talk about it. Doesn't exist. All right, Kev, thanks so much. Make sure you guys check out that story on The Athletic, and uh, have a good day. Thanks, hey, Kevin. Guys. There he is, Kevin Fishbane. Um, I do want to bring up, like, one quick positive comment. Uh, you're right over there? 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't like you could sit, stay in that kind of stance. I cannot. You don't like, have to sit. It's I not know, a CHO it's like good requirement. For, good for the uh, laptop, actually, Adam. Actually. We did require that. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's a new thing. <sighs> that's why everyone sits like the that. Knee. I think it's like the only way to be comfortable in this chair. I don't know how you do it. Like, I guess. I mean, I could do this. I don't really care. Should we, should we just hang out? I mean, I, I mean, why not? I was gonna say that. Uh, that we had a comment, I think it was from Joe, that if Justin Fields breaks out and just needs a couple, he just needs a couple draft picks to hit, and then the Bears will be competing for the seventh seed in the NFC. Because who doesn't want to be back competing for the seventh seed? Um, be stuck in nowhere land again, <laughs> where you're not drafting high and you're losing to the Saints and barely being competitive in the first playoff game. You know, like, but I do, I do. While it's that's an okay place to be. If you're ascending, yes. right? So I guess in that in that scenario, Joe, that would actually I agree with you. That would that would obviously be a good thing. The problem where the Bears were a couple of years ago when they got to that point, it was like, no. well, that's the ceiling. That's as high as they can get. This is really what it is. They need a different quarterback. So if Justin Fields does take off, and yeah, a couple draft picks hit, I actually don't think that's that that crazy to think. I don't think it's the most likely scenario, mm-hmm. but. They like I I feel like sometimes we forget like the defense should still be pretty good. If, you know they're creating those turnovers. Justin Fields is ascending and taking that leap that you want to see in year two. Then it's it's not crazy to think. But kind of going back to you know that Bears team that played the Saints there. It's like we all knew going into that game the Bears season was ending. Oh yeah, in New Orleans like there was no question yeah. about it. I think the best thing that came out of that game what Mitch Trubisky won the. Uh, the Nickelodeon award. Yeah, what was that called? The M... Uh, uh, Nickelodeon M... It was just the, the most... Nickelodeon... Let's see. I can probably find it real quick. Something... It was an... Instead of MVP, it was like M... MVP. The, the MVP. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon Valuable Player? I don't know. I think, yeah. Mitch Trubisky, Nickelodeon. Wait, by, by the way, Anal Rhymes says, uh, next episode, beanbag chairs. How do you feel about beanbag Ooh. chairs? Oh, that would be comfortable. Would it, though? No. no. I, I mean, I I'll take I did some uh, seated wall squats with where you put a weight on your your thighs and you are just standing just basically in a, a seated stance for like a minute and 30 seconds i will take bean bags whatever honestly I'm okay so that. that's why your leg hurts not because of the, no 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 like I've, I've, that, if you watch, now that makes more sense go back and watch the tape of these shows you'll see me like there's a point where i'm like all right legs going down we're done and usually i'm like this just because you had a two pound weight on your leg doesn't make it any more impressive. It's 45, 45 wow. pound plates. Why well, uh, does he have to prove under. these things? I yeah. Where's they the want, they want to bring right a doctor now. in here to, to bring the measure tape tomorrow. physical on me on the in front of the cameras, which is a little awkward. And I just, you know, prove that you can do the, the wall sit squat or whatever you said with next leg day will be leg day Saturday. So I got you. I got you. Ridiculous. All right. Just do your points bet read and move on here. Come on. All right. <laughs> let me. Uh, I, ca- I almost literally forgot about it, but let me uh, <laughs> scroll down here. If you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or first time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt. Of your choice from the CHGO locker. My girlfriend got hers yesterday. My entire family has theirs. I'm, I'm still waiting on mine, to be completely honest. But we'll get ours. We'll get ours yeah. eventually, Adam. 
Uh, if you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And I want to make sure you guys are signing up for the CHGO memberships online uh, at allchgo.com. Of course, we have all these awesome shows for you every single day to check out, both um, you know the daily podcast for every team as well as the post-game shows, which are always on fire. I'm looking forward to seeing some of these baseball post-game shows. We're opening day's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Not That'd for the fun. White Sox. Nope. Friday. I saw the Minnesota Twins already had their opener postponed, um, and I just found that funny that we're still scheduling games in Minneapolis in early April. <laughs> um. Can I just jump in here? Sure. The Cubs are are playing host to who tomorrow? The Milwaukee Brewers, who have who have a dome, a dome. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. What are we doing, Major League Baseball? It's it, the dumbest thing. They do it all the time. Yeah, and and like, there, <laughs> I, I I I fully understand that scheduling a 162 game season cannot be an easy thing, especially when all these different teams have their own like. There's a concert in this building on this day, and this you know, like it's not easy. Like I understand on. it, but. Figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) You're still Major League Baseball. There's got to be a solution. And you play the Brewers 100 times. So, like, just flip one of the series. There can't be a concert every time. Yeah. Simple thing. It's one of my biggest pet peeves that happens every year. It's like, oh, wait. Yeah, there's 20 inches of snow in Cleveland. Yeah, because it's off of Lake Erie, and they still do get lake effects sometimes. (laughs) I, I actually, speaking of Milwaukee and Cleveland, I went to a game in Milwaukee that featured the Cleveland, formerly the team we won't name now, against the Angels because I believe there was a major snowstorm. Yeah, yeah they had the movie. And they had the whole series yeah. in Milwaukee. And my buddy and I were like, yes, $8 tickets for like let's right go. behind the dugout. Yeah, let's and go. And they were playing the Angels? Yeah. Do, do the Angels play in a climate that where, no. No, where they, play they can very play cold. games in April? Yeah, it's very cold <laughs> oh. there. They play in Canada, right? Yeah. yeah. Anaheim. Right. By the way, they uh, <laughs> Cleveland, <laughs> you can call them the Guardians now. Correct. Yes, I just didn't. I almost <laughs> said the other word, and I was like, "Wait, what do I say now?" So, never mind. <laughs> They're not just the Cleveland baseball team. Well, that would be fine too. Um, but make sure you're checking out allchgo.com. Get those memberships. We've got the merchandise for you. You get a free T-shirt when you become a member. And there's the members only Discord, which again, as soon as the show is over at noon, I'm going to be jumping on and con- uh, continuing the uh, conversation. Uh, with you guys, as someone points out in the comments that Jermaine Effetti is going to the Falcons. Yes. And they were, like, interested in Demir Bird. He signed, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So Ryan Pace okay. is bringing, you know, some former Bears with him to Atlanta. Will that work out? Good luck with that, Falcons. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, that's fine. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we uh, this is the part of the show where we definitely will take some of your super chats, your comments um, throughout the show. I did see one. Yeah, I got a couple super chats. If you yeah, why don't you them. go ahead and throw them on there, Lawrence? This one uh, is not very nice, Nick. Whoa. I, I can't even read it from right here. Oh, I'll read it for you. <laughs> uh, this is from Eric Freer. Thank you for the super chat, Eric. Uh, hey, Nick. Does it take approximately 30 seconds to tour Iowa's football trophy case? <laughs> Hashtag Iowa has bad corn. Keep up the good work, guys. <laughs> going at, okay, the football, like the trophy case, but going after the corn? I mean, come on now. 
Delicious I, corn, if you ask me. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. But Isn't that like a real thing that like the Nebraska and Iowa fans like will fight over? Like who has the better corn? I mean, there's that sounds about right. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, or not, but, but Nebraska is irrelevant. So I mean, but not out there. Nebraska is a cool place to go see a game. By the way, never been. Big stadium. I said this yesterday. Nicest, a lot nicer fans than Iowa fans for <laughs> sure. Not even close. Um, what about the waving? Yeah, first yeah. quarter wave. Oh yeah, that thing. That's amazing. Shout out to Iowa for that. I've gotten experience that a couple times. They wave at the Children's Hospital. That is, that might be the coolest thing in the Big Ten. And I say that coming from Wisconsin, where they do jump around. But the wave, the the it's at the, after the first quarter, mm-hmm. right? That is so cool. Yeah, yeah. like that happened after nice I fans. graduated, so I didn't even get a part get a chance to do it that first time, and then I didn't go back to a game, maybe a year or two later. But getting to experience that for the first time. It's, Really, really, But when cool. you're actually in that stadium and you're waving at the hospital and you can actually see the kids mm-hmm. up in that one floor where they all, all kind of gather yeah. and waving back at you, like, that is, that is moving. It's powerful. It yeah, really powerful. is. It really is. Uh, who will win a basketball tournament? I don't know. Is this person putting the teams together or are we just everybody included? We got the Adams, so I'm including that. That must include Johns, Nicholas Moriano, Will DeWitt, Waddle and Sylvie thrown in there, and Olin and J-Mac. I've, who's the teams? Like, maybe wait, maybe I it, think I think what he's doing is two on two here. I believe it's the different podcasts. Ooh, in, you know. Oh, right. Gotcha. Got the no name guys, Adam and Johns. That makes or, sense. Sorry. Okay, so yeah. the Adam, so me and Will. Okay. I, can Will play? That was a no. That was a no. <laughs> that was, a, that sorry, was as close to a no Will? without saying no as you could have. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that uh, was a straight up no. We'll have to he's talk gonna, about he's this on Friday. Message me. He's like, <laughs> what we'll the hell, Nick? Um. But we got it. Because Johns and I can ball. I, I'm not going to lie. Okay. Um, Olin I, and J. I mean, Olin and J. Mac. I mean, you got to be careful. I'll tell you what, one of the best basketball players I ever played against was Charles Leno. Really? Like sometimes those offensive linemen, you got to. Now, now, not to knock Olin, he was a center. Okay. Don't take it personally. <laughs> but those left tackles, they have to move. Mm-hmm. And oh, he's going to he's gonna no, say no. something tomorrow, Adam. Just wait. He'll just take me out. <laughs> Uh, who are the I shooters? Think, I, uh, you said you were a pretty good shooter, Adam. Um, I, w- I mean, it's been a couple of years since I've really been playing. Hogue dunks on Olin. <laughs> like, wow, let's do it. And again, we'll be having Olin tomorrow. Just so yeah, we're, we're gonna, Olin, I, I'm gonna specifically text him. Just I can just the see last. like a fast break. Like I'm coming in. I, I got the angle, and Olin's coming in, and I'm just like, no, nah, I'm just gonna pull up. <laughs> 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 Not today. Let's just Not make today, a smart Olin. business decision there. Uh, this was uh, a question from earlier. Sorry, one of the free agent uh, bad signings that yes. a lot of people in the comments were enjoying is Marion Barber. Marian Barber. Oof. Oh, man. <sighs> Running out of bounds. Is that the Tebow game? Was that the where Tebow came Yeah, back it was. I, I was reading the rest of the – yeah, because, like, con- contractually, not a big deal mm-hmm. with the signing. But that cost you a big game. Oh, yeah. It was a horrible move to run out of bounds. You <laughs> lost to Tim Tebow, which made it even worse. Like, I I think that was – what year was that? Was it 2010 or was it 2011? I think it was 2011. I think that season I was covering just the home games. So, I wasn't 2011, at, at that game in Denver. Yeah. Um, and that was just like you're watching that and you're going, what in the world could you have been thinking there? So – um, I think that I don't know if Marion Barber qualifies as like 
worst free agent signings, I think that specific play is on a different list. Opposite of the shining moment. Of like, yeah, the <laughs> dubious list, list of uh, terrible plays. One dubious moment or, or however like we want to call that, that could definitely be on there. Um, so, Tim yeah. had a ridiculous interception in that Denver game. Ooh, I, no, I don't, that I don't yeah. remember that. I don't remember that. All I remember is like I I was so pissed off watching that game when Tebow coming back. But that's that w- I mean that's definitely on the list of like most frustrating mm-hmm. losses. Uh, I think a couple weeks ago we talked about the one in Atlanta, uh, 2008, where they took the lead with 11 seconds left mm-hmm. and still managed to lose after a squib kick that didn't really get executed perfectly. Yeah. Uh, Jordan says Tebow literally tried to throw it out of bounds and Tillman came down with it. It was wild. Now, okay, now this is kind of ringing a bell. That I mean, that just sounds like a Tim Tebow moment trying to throw the ball out of bounds. And a, and a didn't Charles Mitch, Tillman didn't Mitch do that a couple times where like he's trying to throw the ball in and it still ends up in bounds. I know. And, and Matt Nagy was just losing his mind. Tried running out of bounds or you know not throwing. Well, the ball yeah, out. The, yeah. That, the that multiple times thing. he ran out of bounds for a sack instead of throwing the ball away. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Whew. Um, this is still turning into a list of yeah, bad we, free agent signs. There was a comment <laughs> earlier saying, "Why is this so depressing?" And then we, you know, got Kevin Fishbane on spirits lifted, and now we're kind of sorry. I just you know, I enjoy that. Here's a, here, enjoy this comment okay. from Matthew Lucas. The draft and post draft, I hope, will be very fun for fans. Could see a lot of moves made around, and then along with more front office restructuring. See, there's some positivity. Yeah. Positivity, and we're going to have uh, some – we have some cool things planned here at CHGO when it comes to the draft, how we're going to approach it. Um, you know, be you, Will, Olin will be on in studio. We'll be covering that live, so it will be a good time. Yeah, yeah, we got some awesome plans for you that we'll share even more details as we get closer. Um, but we will have the draft covered. Despite the fact that the Bears don't have a first-round pick, we'll still be here in mm-hmm. case they do. In case they do, uh, and regardless, we'll react to some of the other moves because the first round is always fun uh, around the league. And then, obviously, with the rest of the picks, we will have it all broken down. And we'll bring in more, as we move closer and closer to the draft, we will have more draft conversation on a daily basis. on those nights, you won't have to hear, if you come to us, you won't have to hear Chris Berman, first of all. Mm. Ding! I don't even think he does the draft anymore. Well, <laughs> he pops up everywhere, maybe in the commercials, but whatever. Uh, and then I was wondering if one of you will slick back your hair to be a Mel Kiper for us. Is that? Can we talk about that? Maybe along with the chairs, we could maybe yeah consider that. I don't know who would be the best to do that. Who, who would be the Mel? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. Let's put Olin as Mel. Well, now that's not nice. <laughs> that's another Todd, thing. Todd. 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 <laughs> I heard Mel Kuyper on my way down here today. He, he still does draft? a phenomenal job. Oh, I thought you just meant in your head. I, I, got, just, know I got a lot of respect for Mel Kuyper. I got respect for all those guys that spend their entire year <laughs> like watching all this film on all these random players. That's uh, dedication. To give everyone the inf- info. Because, you know, we spend a lot of time trying to get to know some of these prospects, and then they still will draft the most random player in the fifth round. And, and like, I'm not going to lie, it's frustrating. Because, like, you spend so much time preparing, and they still find a way to be like, we're going to take this guy from Jordan small Morgan. school. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Why? You're like, who is Jordan Morgan? Like, you're scrolling through Google and all these draft books trying to figure it out. But, hey, 
What but, do you get? Yeah, those guys do a phenomenal job covering the draft, and we learn a lot from them. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, appreciate everyone on today's show. It's been a lot of fun. Maybe we got to set up that basketball tournament because that, I think that's what it that just sounds sound like. Sounds great. Uh, make sure you get those memberships, allchgo.com. Again, if you already have a membership or if you're signing up right now, I will be on the Discord here momentarily as soon as we get off to continue some of this Bears chat uh, and answer your questions. And by the way, we're going to kind of – I think I'm going to open it up. Ask me anything. So, you know. Oh, boy, here we go. Except height. That's off limits. We've talked enough about that. that I don't want, we don't need any more. Yeah, any any more height questions? Uh, <laughs> follow follow us uh, at chgo underscore sports underscore bears. Find me at Adam at Adam Hogue. Him at Nicholas Moriano, not Nick Marino. I don't know who that is on Twitter. Maybe follow him too. Let's <laughs> uh, see if I can find Ch- him. Check him out. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Olin Kruitz will be here because Thursday. We'll talk to you then. At Eleven o'clock.